Welcome, this is Beyond the Hate, I'm Steven. I'm John. And today we're talking about one of the greatest video games of all time, Skyrim. Push start, motherfuckers, let's begin this. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, uh, I, I was trying to think of like something that would be like a fun episode to do that would be video game related, because I kind of wanted to do a video game, and I was like, fuck it, let's just talk about Skyrim. Let's talk about Skyrim for like... Hours and hours and hours right. and hours and hours. <laughs> right. Because uh, that that definitely is probably going to happen in this episode. But before we get ahead of ourselves, today we are drinking Dragon's Milk. Yes. We've drank this, this is... a few times on the show before, but this is the most relevant beer for us to drink for Elder Scrolls Five. <laughs> yes. Uh, especially because like this whole game is based on the return of the dragons, the return of... Of Alduin, you know. Which I did read a thing where like, technically they're not dragons. What, they're like, uh, they're, they're wyverns or whatever? Wyverns or whatever. Yeah. But they're fucking dragons. They're, they're fucking dragons. Because, <laughs> like, like uh, there was like an article and they're like, yeah, technically they're not dragons, they're wyverns. You mean the word that Elder Scrolls made up, but they call them dragons through the thing? So they can do what the fuck they want. They're dragons. Right, just deal with it. You fight them and it says dragon. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, but Dragon's Milk is by the New Holland Brewing Company. Uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, Holland, Michigan. And uh, it's 11% alcohol. Yes, it will get so, you fucked up. You're lucky it only comes in packs of fours. Yeah, because we we split a four pack and like after two of these, you uh you, you feel something, you know, you uh you definitely are are feeling it. It's very good. It's got a really awesome flavor. Like we say all the time, Dragon's Milk is one of the 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 beers that we drink. That's kind of like a pinnacle of what it's like top shelf shit. Yeah, it's like this is yeah. what beer is supposed to taste like. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the the Kentucky bourbon stuff that we drink from their beer company in New Holland is probably like our favorite beer company. Yeah. Well, especially because like I was looking up on the the Dragon's Milk site and they have like additional versions of Dragon's Milk that they're doing. Do they have a raspberry, or did I dream that? No, they have it because I uh, I think I remember telling you. Didn't we drink the raspberry? No. The raspberry I reserve? I so badly want to taste that. Um, I have never drank the raspberry one. Uh, I'm going to look it up real quick because I, I remember telling you about it. About the flavors of it. And I was like, for some reason, I'm like, I want a raspberry dragon's milk. And I was like, do they even make that? Or did I just make that shit up in my head? Uh, let's see. They have uh, Dragon's Milk White, which is like a white-colored stout. Um, that one actually comes in cans. And then there's the... there's Not the... interested in cans of craft beer. That's yeah. just my preference. It it has to be bottled. If, if it's craft beer, it has to be bottled or in a keg. Yeah. So they have um, different reserves. Uh, the The raspberry we've drank, I've brought it. You have yes, we've we've, we've drank had it on the raspberry dragon's milk. Yeah, raspberry show. hibiscus. I bought it one time. I found it randomly at the package store where I usually go to, uh, and we they had uh, a, th- a four pack of the raspberry because we drank it before. 
I do not remember that at all. So I might end up having to buy it again because Steve forgot. So they have the regular Dragon's Muck, which is just the standard like black label bottle. Then they have their reserves. This is like we're not getting paid for any of this shit. We're just we're just pimping this company. So they have a triple mash uh, that is uh, coming out. I guess sometime this year. It's 2019. It says. The raspberry hibiscus. Uh, oh, by the way, the triple mash. Get this: is seventeen percent alcohol per bottle. I want that. Yeah, I want to find the triple mash if I can. Uh, there's the raspberry hibiscus. Uh, there's an orange chocolate, which I would fucking love to find because I love both of those things. And then there's Oranges a banana coconut. Chocolates. Yeah, a banana coconut. Banana coconut. That's the Made other one. Made by New Holland. It's yes. Dragon's milk. Dragon's Milk, yes. Banana Coconut. Banana Coconut. Yep, I'm looking at the website right now. That sounds like magic. Yes. So, some other ones... And am I wrong of saying Doctor Strange runs this brewing company? I don't know. <laughs> he went in time and figured out what people are going to like <laughs> in the future. Uh, but there's some other ones, and I don't know if these are still uh, in production or not, but there's a cherry chocolate, a salted caramel, a s'mores. The fucking s'mores... I want to pour that all over my body. <laughs> We've had a s'mores beer on this show before, but it wasn't dragons. It milk. wasn't. It wasn't a dragons. Milk it wasn't New a Holland. New Holland brewing. So I'm yeah. just kind of amazed. This is all blowing my mind. Right so now. there's another one that's we, Mexican we spice cake. We had raspberry cake. beer on this show before. I just don't think it was dragons milk. We had raspberry dragons milk. Unless I'm in fucking Mandela effect. And I was thinking it was a different company. It might have just been so long ago, I don't remember, but I feel yeah, like I would have remembered that. Because I remember telling or you, maybe like... maybe it was just so good, it did its job. It right. It fucking wiped my memory. Yeah. And then there's also, there's a raspberry lemon, which is interesting. Coconut rum barrel. That sounds fucking awesome. I want there's that. A, there's a coffee chocolate, and then there's an older version of the triple mash. They brought the triple mash back, I guess. Um, and then their oldest ones where they had a 2015 coffee chocolate that they, yeah, they had a 2015 version of coffee chocolate. They had the 2015 triple mash, 2015 toasted chili, toasted chili pepper. That's, Ooh, I don't know about that one, but, and then there was a 2015 toasted version. chili pepper. I would drink that one. See, Steve would drink that one because he's more of the spicy pepper guy. But they made it a 2015 raspberry as well. Um, but, uh, yeah. So what I'm going to have to do is uh, if I stop back into that package store and they have the raspberry, I'll just buy it, you know. And we'll drink it again because yep. Dragon's Milk is just one of the best beers and one of the best brewing companies in the entire galaxy. Yeah, every um, single one we've ever tried of these are... You know, a three-star, uh, by our standards, three-star is basically like, I would drink this, I would use it for my bath water, I would I would love this, yeah. Yeah, it's three out of three-star, because we thought the five-star thing, uh, it's just kind of ridiculous, because, I mean, I'm not, we're not trying to buck a system, because it's like, you know, at Amazon, it's like, I give this movie five stars, it's like, why does it have to be five stars? Because it's really either... You know, bad, okay, or amazing. Yeah. That's really the only three things it can be. Five stars is just like, what does that even mean? It's like, I'll give it five stars. And it's like, okay, what does that mean? Yeah, because like a two star for us means that like it's drinkable. We might drink it again if we have a taste for it. 
but it might not be something we'd go out of our way to buy. Three stars is like, if we see it, we're going to buy it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One star is, well, I don't know, Summer Love probably got a zero because... I think, I think at the time, whenever we did the Summer Love thing, we gave it a one star, but like, we seriously... Realistically, it's a zero. One star beers are better than that. That's like, um, you know... A one like star beer, Natty you might Light. drink just that once, and you might not drink it again. You know, 1.5 is probably like a lot of the Rita's, um, which yeah. we buy, we buy, but are it's not like... Are some of the IPAs. Yeah, IPAs, which, you know, if you're a fan of IPAs, you would give it a higher ratings. We're just not. We don't. Although we haven't tried Stone Cold's beer yet, so... Because you can't fucking find it in Alabama. Yeah. Maybe now... Even with... even the fucking, um... Whenever he showed up on Raw, the cans that they had that they were drinking weren't even his beer. They were Corona canned beer with the... Uh, the the Broken Skull Ranch label on top of it. <laughs> oh wow, that's uh, that's just that's breaking kayfabe, Austin. Damn yeah. it! Well, Stone Cold told uh, the only reason I knew that is because Stone Cold like told another wrestler because they were like, uh, I took some of that uh, beer home with me, and he was like, "That's the gimmick. That's the gimmick beer." It's just Corona with my label on it. I'll send you some real one. Yeah. Like, he literally just said that. It's like, yeah, Stone Cold's not going to lie to you because he doesn't give a shit. Well, the other thing, too, is that, like, he doesn't want people to think, like, well, his beer just tastes like a Corona. That's, you know, it's like, yeah, he's like, no, my beer is definitely different from a Corona. It's a craft beer. Yeah, it's like, I'll send, I'll send it to you. And I'm not a fan of IPAs, which is what his Broken Skull Ranch beer is. is but I definitely want to try it because it's Austin, and Austin has... You know he's uh, he's a beer drinker, so he would know what he's would taste good. He's an alcoholic, good. so he knows yeah. what beer is supposed to taste like. So yeah, you know that's uh, that's something good. So let's get into Skyrim because we have so much to talk about. Yes, and, um, you know Dovahkiin, and one of the things that I did run into an article that said uh, a, a family actually named their kid Dovahkiin. Yes. And they got sent, like, all kinds of merch. Like, Bethesda was like, here you go, you can have... Yep. Don't they get, like, Bethesda (laughs) games for life now? Because they named their son Dovahkiin? And they weren't trying to, like, get, like, free games or stuff. They're, like, Bethesda's like, wait, there was a kid named Dovahkiin or whatever? They're like, here. Here and stuff. You know, they're just like, yeah, you can have that. And they're like, cool, you know, thanks for the merch. It's like, no, you're getting this shit for life. Right. Well, it, and it's it's kind of funny because now, if, like, if, you know, when he gets old, well, and so shit, he would be eight years old now. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that was in 2011, so if that kid's, like, you know, in school, and they're like, Dovahkiin, what does your name mean? It means dragonkin in ancient Nordic. <laughs> or in the dragon tongue, it means Dovahkiin. Yeah, it means dragon yeah, skin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because uh, if you're a dragonborn, you are uh, a child of Akatosh. The, yeah. the dragon god of time. <laughs> and all the um, scrolls and words are meant to be where you could, like, the whole dragon language is made to where, uh, this is how Bethesda made it, where it could be written in dragon claw. Right. So That's why dragon language, when you look at it in the game, it, it looks like scratches. Mm-hmm. Because they can't do, like, really complex things with their claws. You know, they don't have thumbs. Yeah, so um, it, that would make sense that it's something that they could scratch into the ground with their claws if they had to write it. But normally, it's usually in a wall. Yeah, 
So they, they find these walls on mountains or inside things, and then like, they just write their words on it. Yeah, and then that's how you learn the words of power when you approach it, because that whatever the word is that you can learn from it is highlighted, and then like you absorb it. You know, like whenever and you also, walk up never, to a word wall. Never kill Parthenax. It's a dick move. It's a dick move. So he, just for just for the sake of like shits and giggles, I killed him one time. I didn't keep it because I was like I felt horrible afterwards. So I went, I reloaded my save like to before that because Delphine was like, you know, she was like, well, we can't, you can't move any farther with the blades. Like this is as far as we can work together. Uh, until you kill Parthenax, and then you try to explain, like, look, whatever Parthenax did thousands of years ago, you know, killing people and stuff like that, he was doing so because he was helping Alduin, not realizing, I think, completely what he was doing. And, you know, he's rehabbed himself, he established the Greybeards, and now he's peaceful. He, When you go to talk to him on the mountain, he's just kind of, like, full of knowledge. He even tells you he's done bad things in his life. He's past like, look, I've, I've done some really bad shit in my life, but he's like, I'm up here to try and atone for my past life. Because you have, you have uh, a period where you can have the conversation with him after the blades tell you we can't age you anymore. Yeah, which, our relationship kind of stops here. And Parthenax, which I was, me, personally, is kind of like, I don't give a fuck. Like, how have you aided me at all? Like, it's, yeah. It seems like I've been helping you because I tried to, I, like, reformed your blades. I found the dragon stone, you know, and all that stuff. And, like, you know, you helped Delphine. You got into the, uh, the, uh, uh Thalmor embassy. You snuck into the embassy, did all that work, got the information that you needed, yeah. freed the guy. Yeah, it doesn't seem like you helped me any. It's just me helping you. Right. So I was like, fuck these people. And you don't get shit for doing any of that. They're, they're just like, uh, yeah, you can do this now. And it's like, oh, well, that was fucking useless. But I do like killing Thalmor. Uh, that's that's basically <laughs> the only thing good about it. And then I'm just kind of like, nah, Parthenax is kind of like my boy. Yeah. Like, he's told me shit. Like, he is one of the biggest plot points of the game. Right. And you kind of like him immediately. And then, like, he even tells you, like, you can even talk to him, like, after that point without attacking him and be like, hey, the Blades want me to kill you. And then he'll be like, I have done bad things and stuff like that. And it was, you know, he, like, yeah. he explains it to you and stuff like that. And whenever he talked to me then, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not killing you. Yeah. It's like this is this. There is was a lot of dragons that followed Alduin and and were not. There's some dragons out in the world that like will fly around and they do not attack you. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. of them don't attack you because like I'll have issues where like I was uh I was yeah I was playing as Shadow right and for you know and Shadow is like she's kind of like almost like my main character because I make her in like every damn game that I can. But basically, she's a, a red guard that is, like, in the Thieves' Guild, and she's an assassin. And uh, I was, like, in full Nightingale armor, Nightingale bow, everything. I'm riding Shadowmere, and I'm on my way to go to take a contract. And all of a sudden, I see, like, dragon flies over top, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay, Shadowmere, let's go handle business. And I get my bow out, and I'm like, oh, it's not attacking anybody. I'm like, what the fuck? This is the first time I'd seen a dragon not actually attack anybody. It was just flying around, and I'm like, well, it's not Alduin. Like, it's not a story dragon. This is just a regular dragon. 
and it's just flying around. So, like, there are dragons in the game yeah, that are not absolutely. assholes. Because I've even tried to, like, shoot at some of them, and they're just kind of like... They don't attack you. Unless you hit them directly. If you hit them with an arrow or something, or, you like, you shoot magic or something at them, then it will piss them off and they'll come after you. But if you don't hit them, they'll just fly off. It's almost impossible to hit a dragon that's flying really high in the air that's not trying to attack anybody. To hit them with an arrow, it's almost impossible. You'd have to have like a trick shot, like a once in a lifetime yeah. shot to hit them like that. Because and I'm super fucking awesome with arrows on in, in Skyrim. Like, yeah, I can hit shit from like a long, long fucking distance. Like I was watching this video, and I, I was like, because it was like impossible trick shots in Skyrim, and then like I was watching the video, and I was, and the dude was doing them. I was like, I've done way better. Like, he, he was putting him on there, and I was like, no, nah, I've done way better. I'm not watching this video. Because <laughs> I've seen him do a couple, and he was like, this is an impossible shot. I was like, no, nah, I've hit way, way better shots than any of this shit he just showed. Yeah. Like, because I can, I can hit some pretty ridiculous shots, and you would never even know I was there. Like it, When you get your archery up to a good level, and you get used to, like, how to do the aim mechanics yeah. and stuff, yeah, you can hit some pretty awesome shots. I've, I've hit, you know, bandits from, like... Uh, from like the top of a mountain and i'm like holy fuck i actually hit him <laughs> holy shit i'm like my shot's better than i thought it was some of the stuff that i like killing the best is like trolls i love killing trolls Troll, they're uh, just, yeah 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 they're some of the f- funnest things to kill they're kind of a big target but some and they have like, the health regeneration so you have to constantly keep shooting them till they yeah, go down yeah because their yeah. health regenerates like crazy yeah pretty quickly so yeah they're fun like at a certain point of the game, bandits aren't really fun to kill anymore because it's just like, you're so you're so basically easy like you're you're a dragonborn like you're a god you can just walk into a bandit camp and just shout the fuck out of them yeah yeah like you literally know? like uh, there's, there's the storm call yeah the storm call can just slaughter people you can just be like you can be like just call oh, that yeah, lightning storm and there's just a see bandit of die. twenty people and then they're all outside and you just you just do the storm call and you just see them like. They'll even be running at you, and I'll be like, should I even notch an arrow? They'll be running at you, and, and then like, lightning. <laughs> lightning hits them, and you're like... Yeah, no, they're dead. Okay. Anybody just, else want to taste? <laughs> I'll just stand here, because uh, bandits are just... They're just kind of like... Um, you play Chrono Trigger, and you get to the um, prehistoric uh, era, and there's like a cave that has like these dinosaurs in it, and they give you a lot of experience points. But they're super fucking easy to kill. That's basically what bandits are for Skyrim. Like, if you want to level up and stuff, just just go find bandits and kill them. Because, just find a bandit camp, yeah. Yeah, because they, they're never going to kill you at a certain point of the game. Like, after you get past, like, level 20, if you get killed by a bandit, you should just stop playing Skyrim. Because <laughs> there's no way any bandit should kill you after that point. Like, no. I like mean, level it, 20. Like, I'm saying, like, that's that's early in the game. You can literally go to any, any bandit camp and just kill everyone. Right. Well, especially, like, if you do, like, assassination stuff and, you you know, you're, you're playing as, like, an assassin. You know, because I could basically just creep into a bandit camp with my dagger, which, you know, my, my dagger that I usually use, like, if I'm playing as Shadow... I always use Mayrun's Razor because it's fucking awesome. It is, it is. Mayrun's Razor is like my shit. Uh, either I'll do that or I'll have like a like an ebony dagger that I just I just craft. But my main dagger normally is Mayrun's Razor. I'll take that with me 
and uh, I'll just sneak into like a bandit camp and just cut every throat. And nobody sees me. I'm fucking invisible. Nobody knows what's going on. They just see like their dead buddy and they're like, oh gods, what happened here? And it's what like, happened? it's like, walk a little bit further this way. Oh, that's what happened. Shank to your neck. <laughs> I just cut your throat, bitch. Oh god, I love Mayrun's razor. And the also the other thing that's cool too is uh, the quest to get it because you you because it ties into Oblivion because Oblivion you know was all about Dagon uh, using uh, Mankar Cameron to uh, basically open the Oblivion gate so that he can invade. And if he had a large enough gate, he can actually walk through himself onto physical Tamriel. And destroy the world and make it into like his own plane of oblivion, and you know that kind of thing. So it's so, like, so the the and, thing about oblivion because I don't remember that much. It is it, it's a break in the world, right? Where um, something else can come through onto actual Tamriel plane. Yes. So to, to like Cliff notes it. Basically, the Amulet of Kings that the Emperor wears at the time of Oblivion is basically, it's a, it's like a jeweled, like, like a giant ruby amulet that was, that is given to the, uh, to the Emperor, the reigning Emperor, and basically what it is is that, uh, there's a, like this agreement made that Akatosh, the, the, the dragon god of time in the Elder Scrolls world, Akatosh will protect Tamriel from Oblivion, where um, uh, the Daedric princes, or nothing from Oblivion, can reach Tamriel and actually walk on it as long as uh, the, the septum line of emperors maintains the dragon fires. So right. there's like these, it's like these uh, torches basically that they, that every time that there's a new drag, there, there's a new emperor crowned, they have to take the amulet of kings to, uh, to the, the temple in the imperial city, light the dragon fires, and basically the dragon fires are a barrier that stops oblivion from being able to reach Tamriel. So there, it's like a permanent like gate that shuts it off. So what happens in Oblivion, at, at the very beginning of that game, they murder all the Emperor's sons, the Mythic Dawn. They're like this cult that worships Mehrunes Dagon. They murder the Emperor. They murder all of his sons, or at least they think they did, and they own, there's only one heir left, which is Martin. You meet him when you, when you um, go to the first city that's attacked by the Oblivion Gate. Basically, at Kavach, Dagon opens a portal from Oblivion uh, well, it's his it's his realm of oblivion, which is called like the Badlands. He opens that portal, and like demons and Daedra can walk out onto Tamriel's surface, which is a big fucking problem because now you Daedra are way more powerful than humans, and Dagon is a Daedric prince. He's essentially a god that can just walk on the surface. The only thing that's preventing him from getting there is a great portal. Because if they open a great gate or a great portal, Dagon can just walk into this, you know, into Tamriel. So uh, that's one of the reasons why the amulet is such a big deal in that game, because uh, you basically carry the amulet yourself and you can't wear it. The funny thing is, is that Mankar Cameron, the uh, guy who who is the leader of the Mythic Dawn cult, he wears the amulet of kings in that game. 
So Mankar Cameron is actually a dragonborn and doesn't know it. Because hmm. only dragonborns can wear the Amulet of Kings. In Oblivion, you're not a dragonborn. You're just a prisoner that just happened to be lucky and be in the same cell that the Emperor's escape route is. And you get let go. You end up having to help with the Oblivion Crisis. Menkar Cameron is actually a dragonborn and he's never known it. Because at the end of the game, he takes the Amulet of Kings from you and he wears it around his neck. Only dragonborns can do that. Huh. It's fucking kind of... Because I watched a video that was like, is Mankar Cameron a uh, dragonborn? Because I'm like, yeah, I can't, you can't wear it in the game. If you like try to like equip it, like wear it like an actual amulet like you can in the game, it says that the amulet slips off your neck and you cannot wear it. It will never allow you to Most equip it. Most of the plot of Oblivion, I don't know if you know this or not, was basically picked from Terry Goodkind's uh, Sword of Truth series novels. And made into a video game. Ah, okay. Because those started in 1994. Oh yeah, and Oblivion came out in 2006, so... Yeah. And that was about a... Um... Like, underworld dark thing. And it broke the planes, because you could never pass that. And then they got the ability to walk through. And then there was like an overlord who could harness the power, or was from there, I forget. So that's um, like Mankar Cameron. Yeah. Because so. <laughs> Mankar actually becomes so strong at being able to do Daedric magic and summoning, he creates his own plane of oblivion. It's called Gaia Al- Gaia, Al- Gaia Alatar. It's basically because... Yeah, that's kind of the same stuff that happens in Terry Goodkind's novel. Yeah, because Mankar, he's so powerful in, in Daedra... And he's also been given additional powers because he's a worshiper of Mayrun's Dagon. Dagon has given him additional powers, and he created his own plane of oblivion. Which, so it's which yeah. is fine because the entire reason you know Elder Scrolls, uh, Elder Scrolls, uh, exists in the first place is you know basically the Lord of the Rings, and um, it's Gaiar Alata. That's the plane of oblivion that he made yeah okay. yeah and um which he called his paradise yeah that's that's almost exactly how um it is in sort of truth sort of truth yeah okay because i read kinda... the first few novels and i remember that and um until they got to like the mud people and it was just like 700 pages of nonsense <laughs> um but terry goodkind was like that i mean it's it's a lot like J.R.R. tolkien like he he would he would have so many pages of stuff that you just didn't think was so relevant, but he was just like, yeah, I mean, I want you to know about, you know, how the Hobbit shit, I guess, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's this is how you get thing. a Hobbit deuce. <laughs> it's just, it, it's just a, you know, overly detailed uh, book because Terry Goodkind's like, it's not, a, it's not a novel unless it's like a thousand pages. <laughs> and it's like, no, nah, it can totally be a novel without a thousand pages, man. You just tell your story. It doesn't matter. If you it's don't have like, to fill in all of the details. Yeah. Some things like, you can kind of skip past. Yeah, but absolutely. Like, that being said, Wizard's First Rule is an amazing book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If any, if, if any of you guys out there are like super into like fantasy stuff and you like stuff like, you know, like role-playing games and Dungeons and Dragons, which this, you know, the, you know, the Elder Scrolls games borrow very heavily from Dungeons and Dragons. If you like that kind of stuff, 
Read Terry Goodkind's Wizard's First Rule. Like it is a is a great great book. Yeah, read the read you know read most of the series except probably book three. <laughs> Just um, skip all the mud people shit. Go to like page nine hundred in book three and then start reading. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, anything that features like was it Richard and Kalen, or is it read Kalan? all that? You, is it Kalen? Is that how you say it? Or is it Kalan? It's Catlin Jenner. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I, I forget. I haven't read those in so I think long, it's but I remember the Kaylin. plane because there was a break in the world and then there was this wall, this plane that, yeah. se- that separated like um, one world from the real world. And then this the villain was from the other world and then they started bringing things from that world over. And that's basically Oblivion. Yeah, Oblivion's very much like that, yeah. Yeah, so... But probably one of the best, like, one of the things that I remember about that game is, like, you, spoilers in case you haven't played Oblivion. Spoiler warning, in I case... I don't think you, you have to say spoilers from 2006. Yeah, but just in case. So, but basically at the end of that game, it's awesome because they open... Dagon opens the Great Gate, and you come back from uh, Gaia Alata... Which a guy, Gaia Alata, which is the the plane of oblivion that Mankar Cameron made. You kill Cameron, you kill his. Um, uh, it's like his sister and his brother, and then um, you escape with the amulet of kings, and the the entire plane of existence existence just dies. Like, and then you you pop out of it, and you pop back over to Tamriel. And you have the Amulet of Kings, you take it back to Martin, and Martin's like, okay, good, now we can go light the dragon fires and close the gates permanently. And as soon as you're getting ready to, like, go into the temple, giant fucking gate opens, and you're like, oh, shit. And then there's Mayrun's Dagon, and he's as tall as a fucking building. He's, like, what, 30 foot tall or something? He's, like, this massive, like, four-armed fucking demon with, like, a battle axe and... He has like a like a uh, almost like a Wolverine claws on one of his arms. He's just just giant fucking thing, and you're like, oh shit, how do we fight that? And it's basically uh, Martin knows that basically the only weapon that he has is that the amulet of kings is basically a gift given by Akatosh. So he smashes the amulet. He takes in the uh, power of Akatosh into his body, and it transforms him into a dragon. And then you see Martin as a fucking dragon fighting Dagon. And, like, he bites his throat and, like, tears his throat out. And then Dagon, like, he, he can no longer maintain his body on Tamriel. And he's basically forced back to Oblivion. And it's fucking cool because then Martin, like, kind of freezes, you know, as the dragon. Because he sacrifices himself to do that. He sacrifices himself to save uh, Tamriel from being destroyed. And that's one of the things that kind of bleeds into <laughs> Skyrim because... They had to elect a new emperor, and the dragon fires basically are not lit anymore because the amulet of kings is gone. Martin used whatever power was in the amulet to send Dagon back, and now it's like by the time you get to uh, Skyrim, which takes place like two hundred something years later, I think it's like two hundred and ten years later after Oblivion. Now they just they just randomly elect a guy to be emperor. You're, it's mm-hmm. not like a bloodline thing. And the problem is, is that like the new emperor is a puppet of the Thalmor because he worked out that agreement with the Thalmor that they'll stop the war. And that's and, why Ulfric killed him. Yep. And uh, well, uh, well, because Ulfric is, is basically he's 
he's doing his own rebellion because he doesn't like the Thalmor, but he doesn't like the fact that they're not allowed to worship Talos anymore. Yeah, and, but also it's because that the Emperor is just a corrupt. Yeah, he's just uh, kind of a puppet of the. He's just a puppet of so the Thalmor. Just like, yeah, we're, like he has to be killed. He has to be killed. I mean, he and really if you does, play the if like, you play the Dark Brotherhood, you do kill the Emperor, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that guy. Like, uh, I played a. Uh, both sides in Skyrim, and I just uh, the Stormcloaks treat you better. They're better people. Yeah, um, the, the Imperials are just kind of just doing their job because they're told to. They don't really care. It almost feels like if you take the Imperial side, you're a Nazi. Almost, yeah. It almost feels like like the excuse. The only excuse is like, well, I was just doing my job, and that's just like the most cringeworthy excuse. That you that's could ever what here for it's what Nazis used to acts. say. You know, you know that's just. That's, I was just following orders. Yes, yeah, like no, no, you know, like if put in the same situation, like say if I was put in the same situation as like, well, you're gonna have to, you know, kill your own children, or we're going to like torture you and burn you alive, and I'll be like, well, get the tortured and burning bitches because I'm not killing my kids. Right. So that's that's kind of the excuse for the the you know Nazis is like I'll just follow orders they would have killed me too it's like you should have let them because they couldn't have killed all of you fuckers right you guys could have ended it quicker than we could have fought a war that's yeah. for damn sure because they would have ran out of fucking resources really quick if they were just killing their own people ask Saddam Hussein you know yes <laughs> because we always want to take credit for that but he ended himself. You know, he, he ended up running out of resources. He, he he did himself in because he was a psychopath. Yeah. Um, and the world's better for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad he did. The guy's a fuckhead. Yeah. You know? um, but uh, the thing about this game, too, and it's... Uh, there's a lot of people that have, like, nitpicky stuff about this game that they don't like, you know? And, uh, like, one of the things, like, this is, uh, this is an article... Um, by uh, GamingBolt.com Sponsored by The Onion <laughs> I'm just kidding No, but I Almost mean, seems like it should have been though Some of this stuff, it almost seems like Are you writing this just to be satire? Or are you writing this because you're like, really salty about something that happened in the game? But anyway, but this is, uh, this is posted by Josh Griffiths This is June 27, 2016 So just a few years back And the article is called 15 Things Hardcore Players Absolutely Hate About Skyrim. Ooh. So. So hardcore players hate stuff about the game that they're <laughs> hardcore about. Let's see what this guy yeah. has to say. So issue number one, and a lot of these are short because some of these are just a few sentences, right? So we'll probably be able to knock out some of these uh, pretty quickly. Um, but it's the the... What, I guess this is uh, this is the first one. So it says the lack of player choice in the story, and it says the story issues are compounded by the lack of player choice. Much like with uh, Bethesda's previous game Fallout Three, you are very much railroaded into being the good guy. Sure, you can still kill people and take their stuff, but the main quest forces you to be a hero and fight Alduin. You can't change the story either as your options are limited to little more than asking questions. What fucking game do you get to change the story? 
Well, I think the thing that, like, I think the thing that people think about this is they're like, okay, so if I just never do the main quest and I never progress the main storyline, I can just be, like, a psychopath, I can be a thief, I can be a murderer, I can do whatever I want to. Yeah, they I, should play just, they should just play, like, Grand Theft Auto then. And just run around and just shoot people and do crazy shit. So, a lot of people are thinking that, like, well, if I play the main story... I am forced to be a good person because I have to kill Alduin. It's like, I think the thing that people are forgetting is that Alduin is kind of like the dragon version of a psychopath. Because he he basically wants to, you know, almost like eradicate humanity. That's why he's resurrecting the other dragons that are, you know, familiar to him. Because he wants to kill the humans and, and like, take over the world. Well, in the He dragon- wants to be the world ender. In the Dragonborn, it tells you in the story, doesn't really have a choice of what his destiny is. His right. destiny is what it is. Yes. So, yeah, if you want to say you don't have a choice in the matter, you don't. You're, because that's the story. You are the Dragonborn. You are the Dragonborn. Your destiny is already set. Now, what you do with in every other aspect of the game, that's totally up to you. Yeah. You can be like this... This vampire lord, you can be this. You can be a werewolf and be the leader of the companions. You You can be the archmage. Yeah, you can be like an assassin leader. You can just kill people. I mean, that's what the, 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 you know, the Dark Brotherhood is. You can just kill people. They're bad guys. Yeah. The assassin thing, that's bad guys. The thief guild, I I would say they're mostly good guys. Because a lot of people that you rob and stuff, they're just all garbage people anyway. They're just rich assholes. Uh, so, you know, like, the, you know, you, you can work for bad people and you work for good people and you can work for neutral people and, um, you know, you can make decisions within the game to help people or not. Yeah. But your destiny is set. You have to kill Alduin. You can't just be like, hey... I want to be boys with Alduin. It's like, no, that's not a word because he literally wants to kill everyone. Yeah, he's he is basically like, uh, like to the Nords. He basically, when Alduin shows up, it is like the coming of the apocalypse. You're yeah. like, the world's gonna fucking end because of his ability because he is a direct child of Akatosh because Akatosh is a dragon, and so. All of the all of the dragons that you see throughout the game are basically the children of Akatosh, and Alduin is basically like he is he's considered the world ender because and I'm not entirely sure how the Kalpa cycles work because I've I've seen some videos on YouTube about it, but basically it's kind of like almost kind of like how the Mayan calendar works, you know, where there's yeah. like there's like you know they run like what is it like two to four thousand years and then it resets and then you go into a new timeline and then mm-hmm. it resets and you go through another cycle and it resets and it constantly time continuously keeps moving well every time alduin would show up it would be you know like during like a new kalpas cycle well the the whole thing that happened was you had these uh uh these uh they were like they were mages right these mages they basically what they did was that they couldn't figure out how to defeat Alduin, so what they did was they threw him forward in time. Yeah, with the, the Elder Scrolls. With the Elder Scrolls, they basically, they used shouts and they used the Elder Scrolls and they casted him into time, so he goes into the future, and when he emerges is the same time that you're basically being executed. And so when he arrives, um, 
you're basically about to get your head cut off because you got captured by the Imperials. Mm-hmm. That's the very start of the game. So when Alduin shows up, he's basically already in destroy mode. I'm going to fucking destroy everything. Yeah. So he destroys Helgen, and then he's going around trying to find the other dragons to resurrect them. Because if you happen to come across it, he'll be at a burial mound where a dragon was buried, and he'll start speaking in dragon tongue, and then all of a sudden you'll see like the dragon come up out of the ground and like it's... Because it's just a skeleton, and then like it gains its flesh back and and everything, and it's like resurrected, and then he'll fly off and go find another one, and it's really really cool when you can see that, because yeah. um, it's uh, it's something you don't get to see all the time. No. Yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting because you know all these dragons have been defeated and they're buried and. You know, Alduin comes into play, and um, it's basically what everybody thinks is going to be the end of the world. Yep. And um, you're the dragonborn. You're the you're the person that can actually uh, stop it. You get a lot of resistance, and you get, you get a lot of different storylines and stuff like that. I mean, it's such an interesting story because you do get so much resistance, even though you're the dragonborn. Like. Um, it's so I have I have a, a, a comment about that. Okay. Let's so see, well, let's I'll, I'll read that. it and then I'll let you continue your point just because it blends so well. Okay. Okay. So this one, so this comment says uh, they're so it's just it's just a complaint like they hate the story. So it says okay, this is uh, more something um, everyone can get behind. Skyrim's story lacks the kind of depth that the series has always been known for. It gets off to a great start, leading you to believe you have to juggle the civil war. Uh, between the Stormcloaks and the Imperials and the Return of the Dragons at the same time. In reality, though, the Civil War is relegated to a meaningless side quest, mostly, and the dragons are actually being brought back by two di- by uh, the two-dimensional genocidal cult. Um, am I missing a word there? No, that's just written badly. Okay, <laughs> by a two-dimensional genocidal cult. Um... So, <laughs> so, so this would to me this is a comparison to uh, this is the best kind of comparison I can come to. So what they're saying is, um, they think some of the stuff in the game should be more important than it is. Yeah, basically they're saying that like, well, you know, the whole thing where you have the civil war going on, right? And at one point in the storyline, as you're dealing with like the dragons. You get to a point where they're like, okay, we probably need to sit down with, like, Ulfric, sit down with General Tullius, and some of the important people, like, I think the Thalmor uh, The Thalmor, which guy, I always ask to fucking leave. Yeah, the Thalmor person shows up because of the white gold concordat and all that kind of stuff. The Thalmor have to be involved with Imperial business. Because Ulfric's like, I'm ready allied. to sit down if this fuck's gonna be If this elf table. is here, I'm not sitting down. And I'm like, hey... Get the fuck out. Right. It's like, that's fine as it's not over. It's like, don't make me destroy another one of your fucking embassies, douchebag. I will go kill every one of you people. Every one of you pieces of shit. They're the worst people in the game. Yeah. I would say. And that's not to say everything. That's not to say that all the high elves in the game are assholes because they're not. But all the Thalmor Thalmor are assholes. If Alduin was like, hey, will you side with me and kill all the Thalmor? I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's do it, Alduin. I will and then I will kill. then I will whip your ass. Then later. I will kill you. But first, yes, let's kill these let's fucking kill the Thalmor. Thalmor. 
Just imagine riding on Alduin's back as he's just like murdering Thalmor yeah. with his fire. It's like, I'm, hey, it's like I'm helping you, but I just let you know, me and you's going at it after this. Yeah. But to me, it's like if they were to make Avengers, you know, in game, and you were just like, well, I want to see like Cap and Iron Man still like fight, even though. The point of the story is for them to bring everyone back and, you know, to save, you know, every the trillions of people that were just killed. Right. And it's like, but, you know, the Civil War thing, I kind of just want to see those guys fight. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of like, that's like a minor thing at this point. It's a, it's a nothing thing. You know, that's yeah. not even important anymore. That's kind of established really early on in that movie. And in the game, in the game, I mean, it's later. It's later on. Or well, depends on how you play the game, I guess. Like it could be early on if you just wanted to play straight through the main story. Which who the fuck does that? <laughs> like that's just that's not fun. Like if you're just like I'm just gonna play like straight through the the main story and then I'll do all the other fun stuff. It's like what? No, don't do that. Well, That's... because, like, you have all the guilds and stuff that you can do. Well, we'll get into the guilds, I think, a little bit later here. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's like the whole thing is that, like, I kind of like to pace it where I'll do some stuff in the main story. And then when there's kind of, like, a natural break where they're like, hey, you know, get back in touch with me. It's like, okay, cool. I'm going to go see what's up with this, uh, this fucking clown guy in the cart and this coffin that's up the road here. And then you're like, oh, well, fuck. I just talked to, like, one of the guys that is part of the Dark Brotherhood, and then you get mixed in with the Dark Brotherhood and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Just talk to Cicero, this fucking crazy guy. Yeah, this damn Jester guy, which I think that's that's kind of... It's just randomly, since we're on it, it's like it's very funny how you can encounter Cicero, and you have if you've never played the game before, you have no clue who he actually is. And he's like, you know, he's like... Wagon wheel, damned as wagon wheel, and he's like, he was like, how am I going to, you know, to move mother now, you know? And then you're like, dude, what's up? And he was like, he's like, ah, my wheel broke, and he was like, and that damn Lorius, he won't help me. It's like, can you talk to him and help him fix my wheel? And then if you go up there and you're like, dude, could you seriously fix the clown's wheel? Like, he just wants to go so he can get away from your property and stuff. And if you convince him to help him out. Then you join the Brotherhood later. He actually has a thing of dialogue where he was like, "You help me with my wagon. You help me with my mother. You know, and all oh, that really? kind of stuff." Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He has like a little dialogue thing where he remembers you helping him on the road when his cart was messed up. What you don't realize is that the mother he's carrying is the fucking Night Mother from the Dark Brotherhood. It's like, whoa, shit. <laughs> you don't realize that till later when you actually meet up with him in the Dark Brotherhood. If you go that down down that path and you become an assassin. But it's kind of funny how like there's that little nugget of the Dark Brotherhood before you even meet anybody from the Dark Brotherhood, um, and that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's pretty cool how like if you actually tell that if you actually tell the guards to like get Cicero out of there, or tell the guy like, hey, tell the guards that they need to come get this clown out of the road. He murders that whole. Family. He murders that whole fucking family. He he slaughters that guy and his wife. So help Cicero. Yeah, help Cicero. Help his poor mother. He's just trying from, to move his mother's casket. Keep him from murdering an entire family. <laughs> right. Uh, we'll go ahead and we'll take a break right here. And then when we come back, we'll have plenty more to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot of hate for this game. You know, for a game that sold like, I don't know, like 20, 30 million copies or something. I'm just going to say like 5 billion. Uh, five billion. <laughs> it's probably how much money they've made on it. Um, 
But anyway, but yeah, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. If you're not ready to die for a fictional uh, country after hearing that, then you have no soul. <laughs> and you will never get the Sovereign Guard. <laughs> you will never get the Sovereign Guard. Um, and, by the way, to answer the question that we were asking before this, um, Skyrim sold 30 million copies as of 2016. Oh, shit. Which makes it the highest and That was before selling. the Switch. Yeah. It already makes it the highest selling video game of all time. What's the second Grand, uh, Grand, Grand Theft Auto Dada. 5? Yeah. yeah, I figured it would be Yeah, so close. Skyrim is the highest selling video game of all time. Oh, shit. That's, Ooh, that's <laughs> good company. So, <laughs> so for, the, uh, for the 15 people that apparently hate it, uh, there's actually uh, millions of people that fucking love it, right? Yeah, at um, least 30 million. All right. At least, you know, 25 million and a bunch of people that bought it twice. Right, yeah. Because I, I have the PS3 copy and then I have the PS4 copy now. Uh, Steve's bought it for PS3, PS4, and Switch. <laughs> I bought it three <laughs> and, times, so. Well, eventually, once I get, like, a really badass, like, you know, gaming computer or something, uh, once I handle other bills and shit... Because uh, I probably have to get my brakes fixed. But aside from that, once I get a badass computer, that's going to be like the first shit I buy is Skyrim. You know. So I can mod it and put fucking slutty mods on it. <laughs> slutty mods? Slutty mods, yeah. Where you get to have like, you just walk around in like fucking bikini armor and shit. Oh, like, like an Aussie man where he's like, yeah, people say this is problematic. But yeah, not man. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> right, 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 right. right so right. now I can basically have like, you know a red guard in the game that's actually Nicki Minaj walking around with an ass hanging out. If you're going to go around and fucking kill Thalmor, that's the best ass to look at. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Look, I, I, I disagree. I think you should have like some ugly fuck go kill the cow, Thalmor. They should never get to see that. They shouldn't be able to see an ass that perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I can kind never... of agree with that logic. Yeah, I yeah, can yeah, see yeah. that. You see what I'm saying? Like, just to make like this like fucking ugly ass looking orc, and it's like that's the last shit you're gonna see. That's, this yeah, disgusting you're, you're orc just tearing your head off with an axe. Orc like face, like um, you know, it, it, it looks like like the blacksmith lady from Markarth. <laughs> like fucking um, <laughs> like a uh, fucking Stephen Merchant or something like that. <laughs> oh god. Uh, but anyway, but getting back to uh, or is the, there a Ricky Gervais mod? Because that'd be hilarious. Ricky Gervais mod. 
I don't know. I don't know if anybody's bothered to do anything like that. There is the one mod where they turn all the dragons into Macho Man Randy Savage, which is fucking hilarious. I would never kill and a like, dragon. And every time that like they they do like a shout and like they do like they breathe fire at you or ice or whatever, it's like oh yeah. It's just like oh yeah. <laughs> I would never kill a dragon though. <laughs> There's another like, one where it turns like, all I'm the not dragons. I'm killing Macho Man. Yeah, fuck? it's basically like Macho Man dragons. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, the, the other one that's hilarious too is they have a Thomas the Tank Engine mod for the dragons. So like when they land, it's Thomas the Tank Engine. There's some people that are just like, you know what, I'm, I see you game and I don't like your realism, so fuck you. I'm gonna put Thomas the Tank Engine in this shit. It's like I kinda the, hate this world. It's man. like the people, it's like a, what the hell? Sorry, it's one of Steve's dogs. She's like freaking out of her own shadow over here. Um... She's looking super hard at whatever that was over there. Probably a wall. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Go feed your puppies. She's a she's a, a new mom. She's a teenage mom. In dog years. Uh, <laughs> it's funny enough, <laughs> Steve's dog Harley Quinn could be on an episode of 16 and Pregnant. <laughs> and be smarter than everybody that's ever been on that show. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Harley Quinn is smarter than probably all of those moms. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, so, uh, speaking of things being easy. <laughs> Alduin. People no, think no. that this game is too easy, right? Oh, so it's definitely not too easy. Uh, so it says, one thing RPG fans have expressed disappointment with in the entire genre lately is that RPGs are becoming too simplified. Skyrim is one of the worst offenders of this. You're given so many great weapons and so much money early in the game that later enemies pose little threat to you. Beyond that, there aren't any advanced systems to dive into. You never have to worry about eating, sleeping, or drinking. Uh, and layered armor isn't available. If you do run into trouble, you can hire one of the several companions uh, out who will act as a good meat shield, if nothing else. Yeah, the, the, basically what happens whenever you get people to come with you, or at least in my experience, experiences, they get in your way or they, they, they die. Like, super quick. Yeah, so they're, they're not an advantage. They're not an advantage to bring people with you, because, like, if you like... Now, if you do like to do close-up fighting, maybe there's some advantage, but if, like, you use a bow and arrow or something and you bring people with you, it's almost just more aggravating than it's worth. If you play like, as a stealth character, yes. You're just like, yeah, I'm gonna hit somebody. Get the fuck out of the way! Yeah. <laughs> you're always like that. Lydia, like, move your ass, woman! It's like, I can't... you're going to... Oh, fuck it. Just and then she it. just gets slapped by a troll, and you're like, fuck, come on, Lydia. Now and you then gotta... you're just like, fuck it, die. I don't care anymore. <laughs> just fucking, I, I, just die. You are sworn to carry my burdens. <laughs> yeah, just fucking die, I guess. I mean, it's, it, it, th this game isn't easy. Now It depends on what difficulty you put on. If you put this on, like, you know, like, uh, legendary difficulty, and then you come across that first, like, frost troll, uh... On your way up the 7,000 steps, you get fucking wrecked by that thing. It will fuck you up. <laughs> like, you die in, like, two hits from that thing. I always play Skyrim on hard. Um... It always just depends, I guess, on, like, how you like to play the game. Because, like, I usually like to play it, like, it's either hard or adept. Sometimes I'll play adept if I want to see the difference. But... A lot of times what it is is that 
there's some people just kind of play like on the normal difficulty, and normal is almost too easy if you know how to it play is. an RPG. So the thing is, is that like sometimes you're like, okay, well I'm going to crank up the difficulty so that like when you do get like really good kill shots on something, it's really satisfying because you're like, fuck, that was a really good shot. Yeah, it's just like you hit like oh, a really yes. really good bow shot and you get that stealth bonus and and that kind of thing and that's one of the things that people kind of complain about is they're like well eventually everybody just kind of starts doing stealth archery because it's the only way to do like enough damage to some of the higher end dragons and some of the you know like some of the dragon like the high end dragon priests and stuff uh, the named dragon priest that you get the mask from. Yeah, this, but it almost benefits you more after you get Dragon Ren to be like a ground attack character. Yep. Uh, even though I, I then like you the can just smack more, the dragons if, in the face with a battle axe. You yeah, know? if you get whenever you get Dragon Ren, it's almost it's over for all the dragons. Like it's it's pretty much the end of the game after you get Dragon Ren. Yeah. For the dragons, not for whatever else you have to fight, because that that shout's basically useless. It only else. works against dragons that are flying. Yeah. So if you know you get Dragon Ren, you're like, okay, this is the end of the dragon fights because it's just like, oh, you want to fly up? Nope, no, no. Get your ass down here. Let me beat the shit out of you. Oh, you want to fly up? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Land. Land your ass again. Let me and continue you. to keep getting your ass beat. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to die. Oh, you want to fly away? Nope. Sit down. Right. Uh, <laughs> now I that, said sit down, sir. It's it's a it's a big journey to get that shout, though. You like, have to go through a good chunk of the story before you even can learn that shout. Yeah. So it's worth it whenever you finally learn it. It's like, hey, you're given like probably the ultimate weapon against the dragons at that point because. Dragons don't understand mortality, and yeah. that shout was not created by dragons. It was created by humans. Right. It would have and never been created by dragons. Dragons, they don't. Basically, what Dragon Ren does is it basically, it's almost like issuing a challenge to a dragon. That's like, if you're, if you want to fight me, dragon to dragon, you fight me on the ground because I can't fly. I can't engage you in the air. You land, and we will do this shit. You know, man to dragon, we will. I will beat your ass. Yeah, it's, and it it's forces them. It challenges their. It, it almost like it challenges their manhood. Like, yeah. hey, pussy, land, land, and then we'll fight. <laughs> yeah, you big bitch. Come you, on. Yeah, you, wanna, you big you, winged you bitch. Fight? You want to go on one? Stay on the ground. You're dumb as fuck. I have weapons. You're <laughs> a dragon. I mean, yeah, I mean, but it's 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 super hard. Like it's it's one of the. Like, and I would agree with, like, some arguments about, like, RPGs that are made today are kind of weak. But this is not one of them. Like, there is If you go so into the much... wrong area and you're not the right level, you will get your, your shit wrecked. Like, yeah. if you go into Labyrinthian, just kind of wandering around, and you're, like, a level 3 person that's, like, not too far from Helgen, and you happen to wander into Labyrinthian, say goodbye to your anus, because you are going to get fucked up. Yeah, There's like I mean, four trolls in that bitch. <laughs> you will get fucking wrecked by trolls as soon as you stumble through there. I think a lot of people that might be common about this game might might not have played the whole game. Well, the thing is, is I think that because there's a lot of people that like what they do is when they get into smithing, they make Daedric gear at like level 10. And then they're like, well, this game's easy because like nothing can kill me. It's like because you made fucking Daedric armor when you're like level 10. 
Like, of course, because you're not meant to have that kind of armor at that level. Right. You know, like, level 10, you're still dealing with, like, I don't know, like, maybe steel armor at that point. You might have gotten some dwarven armor at, like, level 10, maybe. Or you might start seeing dwarven armor, I think, at level 10. Or well, orc armor. It's like... But it, you're just wait. You have gear that you're not supposed to have at that level. Because I guess you've it, broken the game. I guess it's kind of like, um... I don't know, like, like if you play Tropico and you're like, yeah, I'm going to start off with, like, infinite money. And then you're just kind of, you're playing it, and then you're just kind of like, well, Tropico is kind of boring. Because there's this isn't challenging. And it's like, of course it isn't challenging. You have infinite money. Right. <laughs> like, you can just fix all your problems with money. Yeah. It's like, you just, it's like, somebody just walks into your office and it's like, yeah, we have, like, a big traffic problem. We'll destroy, like, four of those buildings and then build a new road. Where's the money? Here's the fucking money. And you just throw, just throw like, a wad of, like, $10,000 at the wall. Pick all that shit up and then fund that. Then fund <laughs> the wall. It's like you have infinite money, so you can do whatever you want. That I mean, that's that's an example of what people who kind of get these mods and stuff like they this. They want to exploit Skyrim. stuff. But the thing where they were talking about, like, you don't have to worry about sleeping. You don't have to worry about... Like eating and stuff like that. If you do the survival mod, well, it's a creation club thing. If you do the survival thing from creation club, you have to worry about your body temperature. You have to worry about eating. Uh, you have to worry about. You have to especially worry about stuff like diseases because diseases do, I think, more than they normally do, and stuff like that. So it's like if you go into an area that's like super cold and you don't have the right kind of armor for it. Like, if you're wearing, like, bullshit armor and you're, like, up on a mountain, your temperature starts to go down, down, down. And then I think it affects your, like, magic and stuff. So you can't heal as well. It starts to affect your health and all that kind of stuff. And then, like, if you don't So it eat, becomes Far Cry at a certain uh, point. Kind of, yeah. Like, you have to... If you do the survival mod, you have to make sure that you eat. You have to make sure that you sleep because if you don't get rest... Like, if you don't at least find, like, a bedroll or go to an inn and, like, rent out, like, a room or something, you start getting to the point where, um, if I, I try to remember what it does if you're fatigued, it's like, um, your health starts to get to the point where you, your health isn't at its max capacity, it's like at half its capacity. So you're a lot easier to kill because you have no rest. You, your character needs to sleep. And you also cannot increase your level until you sleep. So, you know, sometimes on, like, the base game... If you're up against, like, this, you know, crazy, like, let's say you're fighting, like, a dragon priest or something, or you're fighting a dragon, and you're like, I'm getting my ass kicked, and all of a sudden, it's like, you have a level available, it's like, yep, instant heal, you level, and then your health, your magic, your stamina all goes up to, like, 100%, not if you're on survival mode, if you're on survival mode, you have to fucking kill that thing, then go to, like, an inn and rest, or find a bedroll or something. But that's not a mod that's actually part of the official game. It's not part of the main game. You have to get that through Creation Club. I don't think that should count then as, as far as... But I'm just game. saying, like, this was made in 2016. For people who want to have that, like, realistic, like, where you have to camp, you have to eat, you know, you have to, like, you actually have to go out and hunt and get venison from deer and then cook it and then eat it and stuff like that. So it feels more like... You actually have to take care of your character. You can do that mod if you want. You to. can do that from Creation that Club mod if you is want. Not a part of the official game. It's not part of the official game. So and, and it most likely will glitch. 
No, no, that one actually works pretty fine because I had survival mode on a couple of characters trying it out. It could and possibly good. It does. <laughs> it's Bethesda. It, there's a good chance you're going to have some fuck-ups. I'm just it, letting it, you guys know. It did freeze on me once mod, when I was trying to eat bread, so... <laughs> if you put a mod on your game to help your experience, which there's nothing wrong with that, there is a possibility of glitch. Um, because it's just not a part of the, the, the game um, normally. Uh, but that the survival mode does sound like a really hell of a good time uh yep. if, if you have a problem with realism in the game and you're just like well i want it to get, i want to be cold if they're snowing then download that mod that's the cool thing about the stuff like skyrim but save a lot because mods <laughs> will cause glitches and so. that's the other thing too about survival mode if you because all the Creation Club stuff are basically like mods that are officially seen by Bethesda. So they are tested for glitches. People that make mods, they make something, then they submit it through Creation Club. And they're like, Bethesda, I want to submit my mod for the Creation Club store. Bethesda looks at it, they test it, and make sure that like it it doesn't have like you know uh, stuff in it that... It's like, out of the yeah, you can't have like, I like, want to have. Oh my god! I, <laughs> instead of storm call, it's it's dildo chick. call. I would actually <laughs> probably actually download the first mod ever <laughs> for my game if dildo it was just rain. Like dildo <laughs> rain, and it's just like do the storm call, and it's just a bunch of dildos that fall on the bandits. Instead of lightning, it's just dicks falling and hitting bandits in the head. I would probably <laughs> download that one, and I would just I I would go back and replay the Alduin thing and just have like. I'd beat him with dicks. It would just be super hilarious just to beat Alduin with dicks. <laughs> All in his face. That would be pretty And funny. then he would just be like, too many dicks! Too many dicks! <laughs> He's trying to, like, shoot fire at me and stuff. It's like, too many dicks in my mouth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. You guys uh, got that. That'd be the greatest way to beat Alduin. You guys ever. got that dildo shout? It's like, yeah, I found it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, there's like a, you, there's also like a side thing that you can do from creation club where you can do, uh, it's like, a, it's like something that you usually you pair up with the survival mode is the, uh, camping thing. And if you have like firewood, uh, you use like firewood and then I think it's like leather to make a tent and then something else. And you can make like a fire pit. And then if you're uh, up somewhere where you're like, there's no way I'm going to be able to get to an inn in time, or I'm not going to be able to, like, I don't want to have to go through, like, a whole cave and kill all these bandits when I'm, like, you know, super hungry and I have had no sleep, you can make a campsite and then sleep there and then break the camp down and, you know, move it and stuff like that. So there's, like, a little, like, camping thing you can add to the survival mode. So it's pretty cool. So for people who want to do more of, like, an immersive kind of realistic experience... You can check those out. You do have to pay extra for that because Creation Club is like paid mods. But, you know, they're especially the house mods are awesome. It would be awesome if like uh, they had a mod where you could just be Randy Orton and just like RKO. Just shit. RKO people. Yeah. Uh, Randy Randy would be a dragon porn. He's got the uh, he's got the fucking body of a god for God's sakes. Um, he's a fucking statue. Right. Uh, so moving on to the next thing, right? Like it says, uh, uh, they're mad about the absence of the Khajiit and the Argonians. 
So it says, let me ask you a question. Do you remember running into any Khajiit or Argonians in your many hours of playing Skyrim? If it's the only Elder Scrolls game you've played, you might not even know what those creatures are. Khajiits and Argonians? Like, it, are they saying you don't ever run into them? They're saying that, like, your chances... Uh, it says, do you remember running into any Khajiit or Argonians in your hours of playing Skyrim? Yes. If it's your only Elder Scrolls game, you might not know what they are. So, the thing about the Khajiits is that the Khajiits, because, like, the Nords are, well, they're racist to a degree. They're not really racist against human races. They don't like beast races. They don't like the Argonians, they don't like the Khajiits, and they don't like really any of the elves, you know. Uh, the things that are non-human. They don't like orcs really either. But the orcs have their own little like communities outside of the cities. So the orcs aren't really in town unless they like, unless you happen to see them working a job in town. Like the blacksmith for Markarth is an orc woman. Well, the Khajiits are kind of like gypsies. Yeah, and the the Nords don't trust them because they think that the the Khajiits, if they're in town, they're just going to steal shit and, and drink skooma and fuck the place up. And from <laughs> what the game actually shows you, that's mostly true. <laughs> because you, you'll find, like, an underground thing of skooma and gambling, and a Khajiit always runs it. Right. <laughs> oh, like, when you do the thing in Riften, and they have, like, the, the guy who's, like, manufacturing skooma, it's and a it's, it's a Khajiit that's running... Well, it's a Khajiit that's making the skooma... And then it's like a human that's doing all of the selling, right? Yeah. He's doing then, the distribution. And then there is a, uh, there's like a little vampire, um, uh, hut that you find and they're doing like some illegal stuff where they're like fighting dogs and stuff like that. But they're also doing gambling and distributing, uh, skooma. And the main person in that was a Khajiit. Right. <laughs> um, there's also there's also a uh, the Redwater Den when you do the Dongard stuff, mm -hmm. and when you get to the Redwater Den, what they're doing is they're they're basically making skooma with fucking vampire blood in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And it's supposed to be like a super skooma because it fucks anybody up who drinks it. So, they're actually right to think a lot of that stuff, because it's mostly true. Argonians, you don't see many Argonians in this game, sure. I mean, um... You see them every once in a while, like, in a town. But most of the, like, especially, like, when you go to, uh, Windhelm, the Argonians work the docks. So, unless you go where the ships are... And that kind of stuff at the docks, you don't see the Argonians in town, really. But that, that's kind of the fun with the Argonians, I think, is because you can play as an Argonian, and you yep. can basically be one of the rare people that it actually is a, is an Argonian. And um, that's fun, because that was one of my favorite characters to use in Skyrim, was an Argonian. And, um, that's like one of Steve's favorite races to play as, is the Argonian, because... Like, Steve will literally just jump into, like, a lake and just explore everything in that lake as an Argonian. Yeah, I, I always <laughs> loved it. Like, literally, actually, my two favorite things to play as is an Argonian and a Khajiit. So, <laughs> so this is kind of a funny statement. It's like, yeah, yeah the, you know, Skyrim doesn't have 
many Argonians and Khajiits, and it's like, well, probably because uh, it's not the home to Argonians or Khajiits. Yeah, Black Marsh is the home of the Argonians, and elsewhere is the home of the Khajiits. Yeah, so and that's... Khajiits, like, even though they're like cats, their land is a desert. Mm-hmm. They're from like a desert country, so. Like they're not really big into mountains and stuff, you know. That's why they don't you don't really see them much besides like the towns. Yeah. So what I could tell um, from how they were trying to do their culture in Skyrim is the Khajiits in this game in this context is kind of supposed to be like the Muslim immigrants. Kinda, yeah. Because even their accent is very like yeah. kind of Middle Eastern, yeah. Yeah, and Argonians are kind of a, kind of like uh, African African immigrants, right? Um, Which is weird because you have red guards in the game who are dark complected people. Yeah, but they're not treated the same way the Argonians no, are. No, no, Argonians no. are treated more like slaves than red guards. Red guards are, have like positions of power in some places. Yeah, red guards and, are actually kind of considered as equals to yeah. me in the game of Skyrim, which is. Which is awesome. Yeah. Like Argonians and Khajiits, because they're like beast-like things, it's just like... People treat them different. Yeah, definitely. So the Argonians are treated kind of like slaves are, because like when you go to Windhelm, it's only Argonians that work on the docks. Yeah, Argonians are treated the worst of any race in Skyrim. Argonians are like the bottom of it. And then Uh, the the Khajiits. Yeah. Well, in Windhelm, the Dark Elves are treated like absolute shit. Because they, they talk shit about them in the street. Like, the first time you go to Windhelm, there's that uh, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. drunk Nordic guy that's talking about, like, we don't like you elves walking around and we have to smell well, your stink well, and we all did, that. Well, we, we did say that Nords are kind of racist. Not all of them, but a lot of them are racist. They don't like elves, like, in any way. <laughs> they, don't they don't like, like wood elves. elves. They don't like high elves, they, dark they elves. They don't like elves. They don't like Khajiits. They don't like Arconians. I mean, so... They like they the other human races. They, they like the other human races, and they're not okay. Because they're like Skyrim's, you know, the Nords land. Yep. And, um... It's, it's supposed to be like Scandinavia. Yeah. You know, it's, it's supposed to be like Norway, Sweden, you know, Denmark, places like It would like be that. like if the English actually invaded... The Vikings. And they'd be like, yeah, we're definitely not cool with this. Right. Well, like, or, even, like, I mean, even, like, the the Imperials are supposed to be based off the Romans. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. even, like, the way that the Imperials, like, dress their armor, it's very Imperial. It's very, I mean, like, Roman Empire. What's the general's Empire. name? General Tullius? Tullius, yep. How fucking Roman is that name? Yeah. <laughs> Tullius? Yep. It's like, that's the most Roman name fucking ever. Yeah. And then you see, and then, you know, the leader of the other side of the war is Ulfric Stormcloak. That is definitely a Nordic name if I've ever heard one. Yeah, that's why he's like the Sons of Skyrim or whatever. Yeah. You know, which, which, the only thing about the, the Civil War is they're just so, like, overly political. It's almost like there should have been, like, a third option where you're just like, can I just kill, like... All of them. <laughs> Kill all of who? All of the, them. Like, uh, in the Civil War. Just Tullius and Ulfric, and just be like, could could I just kill all of them? <laughs> just wipe everything out to the, to back to the start? Because yeah. I feel like it's always going to go bad. And it's almost like our... 
you know, uh, political thing. It's like, eventually, something's going to go bad if you have sides. Right. Because then there's always going to be people that's like, well, I kind of like that side better, but the other side won. But, eventually, we're going to change this. And if you didn't have sides and you're just like, yeah, I fucking killed both of them. <laughs> and people are like, well, what do we do now? It's like, we actually create a real democracy. <laughs> right, yeah. Instead of whatever the fuck these guys were trying to do. Whatever the hell this empire shit was. Measure dicks. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. But yeah, that, that's just one of the things. Like, I, I think there should have been a third option. Because th- there was a game that I that I actually was just trying to kill Alfred Stormcloak in. Because I remember I was doing it for fun. Because I was just like, I'm just going to try to kill this guy. <laughs> Were you on the Stormcloak side? No, when you I did wasn't that? on anyone's side. Oh, you hadn't, you hadn't started the I Civil just got, War. I just got close to... I just got in the vicinity of him. I was like, let me just kill this guy. You can't kill him. You can't kill Ulfric. You cannot kill Ulfric or Tullius until you get to the very end of the uh, Civil War storyline. Because if you get to, if you go, if you side with it, because I usually side with the Stormcloaks. So if you side with the Stormcloaks and you get all the way to Solitude, and when you take the castle, you basically, you engage Tullius in combat. And uh, he's like, you know, I surrender, you know, I'm going to stop. And then Ulfric is like, Tullius has to die. Because if he's allowed to live, the Imperial Legion will rally behind him. So you're like, okay, so then you kill him, and then I take his armor. Because, obviously, you're going to take the armor. Take all of his shit. It's pretty good stuff. His armor is actually pretty good if you like leather armor. But, uh, but yeah. And then, basically, after Tullius dies, then Ulfric's like, you know, I am pronouncing myself as High King of Skyrim is no longer uh, Jarl Elisif. He's like, I am the new High King. The Stormcloaks run the country. And then the Stormcloaks basically start... They start uh, showing up in every city. You'll see the Stormcloaks instead of the Imperials. Because yeah, how cool would that be, though? It's like, Or on the other side, you can you can go to Windhelm and kill Ulfric if you side with the Imperials. Yeah, but how cool would that be if you just, like, kill Tullius and he's like, Well, I named myself High King because it's like... Whoa, 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 hold, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, who killed Tullius? It wasn't you. It wasn't your bitch ass. I am the leader it's of me. the Stormcloaks. Yeah, this is what, my country now. <laughs> yeah, it's my country now. You can be a Jarl. I am Eula. You are my bitch. <laughs> how about your Jarl? And it's like, and you can say like, how about your Jarl? And you can pick, you can pick, you can, uh, pick what city Alfred's Jarl of. And it's just like, how right. about your Jarl? And it's like, well, I'll fight you. It's like, do you really want to fight me? It's like, yeah. No, it's like, you're Jarl of Riften now. <laughs> so you go... It's like, but I'm the Jarl of Windhelm. It's like, eh, I'm going to take Windhelm for myself. That'll be like... That's my place. That'll be, like, that'll be like my second home, right? Because I run Solitude now. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take Windhelm. I'll also be the Jarl of that, I guess. And then you can run Riften. You can just run that chick out of the out Now, of the what city. about Maven Blackbriar? It's like, <laughs> killer. What about Maven? It's like... Just kill her. She's kind of a bitch anyway. She's kind of a bitch to you the whole time in the Thieves Guild anyway. So yeah, it's like, it's just like, kill her. It's like, Alfred, just go kill her. And then you're the maven. You can take over the Blackbriar Brewery, and you could just... And if you just just throw the current Jarl out of Riften, and you can just have it. Yeah. What yeah. about the Thieves Guild? If you touch the... I, I, 
oh, look, I'm the guild master of the Thieves Guild. You fuck with my thieves, and I will end you. <laughs> I, will I will take you back to hell again and execute you right there. <laughs> Where you should have died in the first place. <laughs> bitch, this is my country. This I killed Alduin. This is my bitch. That almost <laughs> feels like that's what the, the ending should have been, was just like... It's just like, yeah, thank you for helping me kill Tellius. Now I'm bad. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up there, son. <laughs> Calm your down. ass down. Slow down. I did all you, the work. You think I did that for you? No, no, no. Bow. <laughs> yeah. I am the Dragonborn, remember? I am the Dragonborn. I rule this fucking land. Yeah. Go ahead, take a knee before I execute you. In front of all of your friends. <laughs> Stormcloaks, bow down. Imperials, also bow down. <laughs> I think maybe the reason why Bethesda didn't want to do that is because they're like, well, that might be a little bit too much for you to be the Dragonborn and have to be like the ruler of the country. But that would have been really interesting if that was the third option. It's like, well, what if I what if I kill Ulfric Stormcloak, I kill Tullius, and I take this country for my own? Because yeah. who's going to fucking stop you? The only thing that can possibly kill can you is probably a dragon. I can literally summon dragons. Yeah, I can summon dragons in this bitch. I can talk to them. And if you have the uh, if you have the DLC, right? If you have uh, the uh, Dragonborn DLC, you can ride on a dragon. You can summon a dragon. You can tell it, hey, will you let me ride on your back? And he was like, yeah, jump on, fam. Let's do this. And you can just fly around on a dragon. That's the exact way he says to jump on fam. Jump on my back, fam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, but, yeah. So, moving on. Um, so, the next thing. Uh, this this guy hated the, uh, the companions in the game. Your followers, right? So, it says, uh, People are willing to let the companions off the hook in Fallout 3 and later in Fallout 4 because at least they were interesting characters. Skyrim, Bethesda decided to go with quantity over quality. As a result, there are almost 100 companions in the game that you can bring with you, but a vast majority are just mercenaries who silently follow you around with no real emotion or interesting uh, things to do. The handful of interesting companions remain that way until you marry them, at which point they'll sit around your house forever with nothing to do or repeat the same lines over and over again. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can also murder your your spouse. Yeah, you can. That's an option. You can sacrifice one of them to Boethia. <laughs> you can, yes. If you're um, a psychopath. I've done that before. It's kind of fun. Because I read a thing and it's like, if you don't want to be married to your spouse anymore, um, you can just murder them. <laughs> because there's no consequences for it. No. As you long as, I mean, them. if you murder them in the house and no guards see you, there's no witnesses. You, there's no consequences. There's then no, you can just go marry someone else. Yeah. Because they're done. Um, so if you come back home and Yasolda is like, been, you know, making drugs, you know, she's been making skooma with the Khajiits, and then you're like, did you sleep, did, did, did you just sleep around? With one of these Nords, it's like, no, I, I didn't sleep around with anybody. It's like, liar. Liar, and you just, like, fucking axe her or something like just that. Just take the battle axe and just, like, cut her head off, and you're like, well, gotta get a new wife. <laughs> gotta go get a new wife. Right. Serena, Serena yeah, you, no, you still can't marry you. Okay. A mod, if you get a mod. Yeah, and even the Serana mods don't really work 100%, because... 
Serrano was never meant to marry the player in the game, so uh, Laura Bailey never made dialogue for marriage. So you can technically be married through a mod, but it doesn't feel the same because she doesn't say anything or do anything differently than what she does is just regular Serana. You just the only thing that's different is like I guess you can have her like permanently attached to your house where you stay. Which is weird because a lot of the later dialogue seems like that's what it's leading to. When you're asking her if she wants to be cured from her vampirism. Yeah, and it's just kinda like yeah, we, we added the dialogue, and then we're just kind of like, nah, you know what, fuck that. It's like, I helped you kill your dad. I helped you I helped you reunite with your mother who was lost in the fucking soul cairn, and she, she didn't want to come out of it or whatever because she was afraid of, you know, what your father Harkin would do. I helped you with all of your family shit. You know, I did all this shit for the vampires, and like, seriously, I can't marry you? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's this like, is bullshit. And, and also... If I would have known how the ending of this would have went, I would have shot your mom in the fucking face. <laughs> it's like, I can't even... Like, she has no purpose. Valerica? Well, Valerica's there for the Soul Cairn, and then after you get done with the Soul Cairn, Valerica has no importance to the story anymore. Yeah, it's like, I wish I could have just shot her in the fucking face. <laughs> I don't think you can kill Valerica. I think she's supposed to... You can't. To be, you can't you, kill her. So you tried this. Have you tried to kill her mother? No, but I know you can't kill her. Because she's like an essential character. She can't be actually yeah. killed in the game. Um, but, yeah. But, you know, the thing... Since we're talking about Serana, Serana is, like, my favorite person to take. Like, Lydia's cool. The only thing with Lydia is that, like, Lydia has a tendency to die... Super quickly if you're in like a bad area because Lydia cannot do all the shit that you can do. So there's some areas where like if you take Lydia, it's a liability because she's might have a good chance of dying. I know I took her to real. fight a giant one time and then she got hit by one because she just charged it for some dumbass reason. <laughs> Did she get and launched then she into got space? Fucking knocked in the air and I was like, oh well, she's dead. <laughs> right? You're already looking for a new companion, you know, before she lands. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think she ever landed. She gets launched into space. <laughs> she just got launched into orbit by a giant. She's it's a like, fun. hey, you guys see that thing up in orbit? Yeah, what's that? That's Lydia. That's my house, Carl. Yeah, she uh, she's she sworn to carry my burdens, and also orbit the fucking planet. <laughs> yeah, How'd she, she get up there? Well, a giant knocked her into space. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just gonna kill this giant and just. She's just dead. Because <laughs> I was going to reload it, and then I was just like, nah, fuck it. Uh, yeah, because that, you know, sometimes you're just like, well, I'm just going to leave things be permanent, because I don't want to have to go back and do a whole bunch of stuff. It's like, if Lydia dies, she dies. You know, it's very... It's old Dolphin. It's very die. Ivan Drago. Yeah. If she dies, she dies. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I think is kind of crazy about all that is like, there are certain people that you can bring as companions, like besides like somebody like Serana and like say Lydia, is there somebody else that is a companion that you like to bring with you that maybe not everybody brings with them? I had this mage that I met and I want to say, um, Dawnstar? Is it, uh, uh, is it the the dude that you do the um, the Vermina quest with? He's like a red guard dude, I think. 
No, no, no. This is or, a guy that I... I think I'm thinking of Falion. The guy yeah, who helps you yeah, kill your that's vampirism. Yeah, that's a guy in actual mission. This is a guy who's just a mercenary that you can hire. And oh, he was, okay. He was a mage, and I'm pretty sure he was in Dawnstar. Okay. Uh, and I had that dude, and man, that dude was so awesome, and he never died. Oh, really? Like, like, um, I also had a mission because there's a, there's a Dawnstar mission where they're like, there's a, um, giant in, you know, this side of, uh, Dawnstar or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh. It's one of those, know, like, Yarl bounty missions or whatever. Yeah, and I'm just like, alright, come on, guy. And we go over there, and he, he doesn't do the same thing Lydia does, he doesn't rush the giant, the giant kind of just rushes him and hits him and knocks him in the air. And I'm like, well, he's dead. Whatever. Uh, I think it was the first thing I took him on. Like, I hired him, like, after the giant thing, like, in the Dawnstar bar. Right, after you got the bounty from the Jarl? Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, he's dead. And then I'm, like, fighting the giant. And then the guy comes back down the mountain and starts fighting the giant. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Throwing fireballs and shit at yeah, him? Yeah, and I'm like, he just got, like, flown, like, fucking 100 feet in the air. And then he's just like, la-da-da-da-da. <laughs> and, like, he literally lived through everything. <laughs> he lived through so much, like, eventually I was just like, alright, man, just go home. <laughs> Like, you've kind of helped me enough, man. I don't want you to die out here. I kind of respect I, you now. I fought some crazy shit, and I was sure I thought he was dead through a lot of it. And then he was just alive, and I'm like, okay, you can go. That's pretty like, awesome. Is was, it um, Medina? Medina, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I had to look it up because I'm like, I don't think I've ever... So he's the uh, he's actually the court mage for the Jarl of Dawnstar. Yeah, but that dude, like, never fucking dies like and he it's not because he's a part of a story his story's over he's just a tough ass wizard he's just hard to fucking kill that's pretty awesome well i wonder if it's like when he got flung maybe he just healed himself which is like something that lydia can't do like lydia unless she has like maybe yeah she gets hit by a giant and she's just she's just dead or like if she gets like smacked up the head by a troll She's just probably going to die. Yeah, or or if you have any companion whenever you're fighting those fucking dudes with the mask or whatever, they're basically going to die 100% of the time. Unless, like, unless they're just freaking... Because I fought one of those with that, that mage. The dragon and, priests? Yeah, yeah, and he, he didn't die through that, and I was just like... This dragon is, priests are tough, yeah. This is crazy, because usually everyone dies. Yeah. And I use those, uh, what are, what are those things called? The reeks? The, what is it? The, are they called reeks? The reeklings? Reeklings or whatever. The little, yeah, uh, the little... they're like these little goblin looking dudes with spears. Yes, yeah, so I didn't know this, but I went to that place like after I helped them. And I don't know if you, you ever helped them or if you just killed them or whatever. Uh, I had one file where I helped them, like... When they take over the beer hall and they kill the Nords and stuff. There was one time I helped them, yeah. Yeah, so I helped them. And then I went back to that place and I was just... I've done forgot about them because I took one with me one time and it kind of died kind of easily. And I was like, well, I'm not going to go back there and get one. Uh, But I went back there and I was just kind of like fighting a dragon and it landed. And uh, I was just fighting it. I didn't call upon anything or whatever. And then... That dragons just started taking a lot of damage. Those things just came and started fighting it. 
Oh, really? For me. Oh, like the tribe started helping you? Yeah. Oh, that's badass. And apparently they do that in this game. Were you still on Solstein? If you're on Solstein, they come Okay. So if you're outside of Solstein... I didn't Solstein, know that. That's I've never tried yeah, that. So if you're fighting something that's kind of big, they will literally come up and then just start fighting it. Fucking start shanking it with spears Even if and stuff? They're, you know, you're not in the party. They'll just start attacking it. Oh, and I was like, that's fucking cool. Because you helped their tribe out earlier. You helped on their that tribe quest. because okay. their chief actually knows how to speak uh, Nord or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it, it's pretty damn cool. I was like, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool realism right there. That it's like, yeah. hey, the Dragonborn needs our help. Go over there and fight that dragon. Kick his ass. Because I was fighting an Elder Dragon and I, I, uh, I had it on the ground. And then I just see it taking a lot of damage, and I'm like, where's it from? And I just kind of looked over, and those are Reeklings or whatever. Fucking, just they're like, just, the whole tribe's just like... Yeah, they're just like shaking the fuck out. And I was like, this is pretty cool. Go, you little bastards, that's awesome. Okay, well, you yeah. guys do that. I'm going to start shooting arrows yeah, in its face. Yeah, I'm going to start hitting with some arrows. Uh, so the, that's, that's pretty damn cool. I'm going to grab my Daedric Battle Axe and fucking cut its eye, <laughs> you know? I love Daedric Battle Axes. That's like the Get coolest. Get the Lava Jack. I'm going to turn it into a beetle. <laughs> turn it into like a little rabbit. That'd be crazy it. if you could just like turn dragons into I don't think the Wabba Jack works on dragons. It does but not. You've tried? Yes. The funny thing is though is that if you use the Wabba Jack on its corpse like its skeleton, it will just fucking fly off into the distance. <laughs> because I've done that before. I was like, I wonder what happens if I shoot the Wabba Jack magic at a, at a dragon skeleton, at its corpse. And it just it just hits the bones and they just fucking the whole skeleton just flies off into the mountains because <laughs> because the physics like I guess the game doesn't know what to do with that and it's like well it's supposed to turn into something but it can't because it's dead so fuck it physics tells it to just throw the fucking corpse like you know a mile away <laughs> two miles away or whatever. That's crazy. That's nuts. But uh, but yeah, we'll take a, a, another break here and then uh, when we come back. Uh, we'll we'll keep going. We got some we got some more to do. <laughs> We're only about halfway, so buckle up. <laughs> okay, so this is going to be the end of part one. We're going to split this episode in two because it is a really long episode. I mean, it's Skyrim. It's a really long game. So it's also two in the morning right now and we're trying to sleep. <laughs> we're trying to sleep eventually, you know, there's no rest for the wicked. And we um, use some evil sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're going to split this uh, part in two. I hope you guys enjoyed the first part. Um, be ready next week for the second part. And, uh, yeah, that's this is the episode of Skyrim. I hope you guys enjoyed. This is part one.